Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, weekly conversations with alumni of Iowa State University. At the ISU Alumni Association, we strive to facilitate the lifetime connection of cyclones everywhere, communicating, connecting, and celebrating cyclone pride. This series is made possible thanks to the more than 43,000 members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org to learn more. Good afternoon and welcome into Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle with the ISU Alumni Association. A quick note for those tuning in after today's interview, we'll be sharing some more information about our new Inside Influencers program here at the Alumni Association, aimed at Iowa State graduates age 34 and under. We are excited to welcome Ty Stafford as our guest. Ty is a 2011 Iowa State graduate with a double major in speech communication and advertising. After graduating, he worked for Red Bull where he ran the company's global YouTube strategy most recently, he was the senior manager of social content for a creative agency called Omelette, where his work landed him on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. A few months ago, Ty took on a new role with an experiential advertising agency, which he'll tell us more about here shortly. He is also a recipient of the Iowa Statement Maker Award, recognizing the early personal and professional accomplishments and contributions to society of Iowa State University's young alumni. Please welcome Ty Stafford. Hey, Ty. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm rocking my my Iowa State gear. I love it. That's a loop <laughs> t-shirt. Let's hope we That's get right. all this year. You know, we can cross our fingers. We can cross our fingers. That's right. Day by day. That's how we're taking it, right? Beautiful. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. And I, and I, I know as many people are, are aware that fall classes began on Monday here at Iowa State. Ty, what are some of your favorite memories about your time on campus? Oh my gosh. I mean, just the, we were kind of talking about this earlier and the idea yep. of like that feeling of first day of classes is like unbeatable. I know like everyone watching has to know like that feeling of the first day is unmatched to like a first day of work or anything like that. But some yep. of my favorite memories, I mean, are truthfully rooted in some of the traditions that Iowa State. And I know sometimes it's like considered cheesy to like really be in love with these traditions, but like, uh, there's something about them that like really stick for me. So like going through the MU and like walking around the Zodiac or whether it's maybe untraditional or off the books traditions of like the beard shear to Curtis run, those types of things <laughs> yeah. uh, span the gamut of, of some of my favorite memories. For sure. So you, you live out in Los Angeles now where you moved after you graduated. I know while you were a student, you actually lived out there for a summer as an intern with the Jimmy Kimmel show, right? What was that experience like? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and it was so cool because in advertising, as you may know, you need to uh, have an internship to complete uh, uh, your your major. And while I was looking for internships, uh, it was just really trying to find something outside of what the traditional trajectory might be. So within the internship at Jimmy Kimmel, it was a production internship, which may not have a direct tie to advertising, but with uh, the help of some of my teachers, we were able to find ways to make it work within the curriculum. And while I was there, I was able to work on uh, some of the sketches that included uh, brands and advertisements built into them. 
to apply it to my learnings and still have an opportunity to go out to Los Angeles, make those connections. Uh, and it wouldn't have happened if not for my teachers working with me to, to make this work within the curriculum. Very cool. And I know your, your first job out of college, you were actually working with Red Bull, growing their YouTube audience. And you had a popular YouTube channel I know you were talking about as a student here. Did that kind of help you land that position? Yeah. Uh, well, while at <laughs> Iowa State, I mean, I, I was start, I, I always say I started my career out of my dorm room. Um, I was, oh my God. <laughs> Here's the video. This is one of the first videos that, that cracked off for me. But this is before <laughs> YouTube was, e or YouTuber was even a term. Before uh, uh, these people, oh my gosh. You're really hitting me here with the the videos. Uh, that was a video I made about Greek life on campus for a, a class that I also put on the the YouTube channel. But before you know, <laughs> having a million followers was even a possibility. I was one of the top subscribed YouTube channels uh, on the platform, and I started doing that out of my dorm room, just telling stories uh, for my friends that didn't go to Iowa State, so we could stay connected through mm -hmm. content. And that began to grow. And through that was absolutely, I mean, able to leverage the fact that I built my own audience with zero money with a laptop and literally my dorm in the background uh, and leverage that to say, okay, now Red Bull, what can we do if we actually have a budget now? We can build a much bigger audience and much more complex content and was able to use my background in production from Jimmy Kimmel use my experience in advertising from Iowa State to then apply it at, at Red Bull Media House and build those YouTube channels and get to move out to LA. What was what was that experience like working with Red Bull? I know you got to probably do some pretty cool videos. I know they're kind of well known for producing those really high level kind of extreme videos, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I worked on the, the Red Bull Stratos jump, which was when Felix Baumgartner jumped right. from basically space <laughs> and like broke the sound barrier with his body. Uh, and, and yeah, you can kind of see the progression of a lot of the different projects that I, I, I got to work on, whether it was producing the content, like physically being on site. And mm -hmm. I was actually there for that jump um, to strategizing about how do we take these videos now and find that audience or reverse engineer it, recognize who is our audience mm -hmm. and create content specifically for them. Um, so it was just a blast and met some of the most like, intense interesting athletes along the way too um a story i always tell I, although i'm wearing a basketball shirt i know absolutely nothing about basketball and um i was at dinner with this guy who was crazy tall and i, I whenever i see someone taller than me i'm six foot six i, I have to kind of rib him a little bit i'm like dude you are a freak you are so tall you have to play basketball and he's, he's just saying, no, I don't. Turns out I'm having dinner with Blake Griffin the entire time. <laughs> and I had no clue. He never told me he played for the Clippers. He never told me anything. Um, and, and, and my friends all give me a bunch of crap for it now for not, not knowing who he was. That's awesome. How did, how did your time here at Iowa State, the education you got here, really prepare you to start your career? Absolutely. I mean, I'll start with the fact that like open option is even – uh, a way you can start at Iowa State. That's how I started. Right. I didn't even know where I wanted to begin. I think it for someone who doesn't know to try to pick a major 
when for me personally, like 18 was definitely very young and just the way that I, what I knew about the world and my experiences. So starting there was huge because I got to take a bunch of general classes, start finding what I enjoyed. I also mm -hmm. am severely dyslexic um, and, and struggled with that all through high school and was like, okay, what can I find that's going to lean into my strengths rather than something where I'm just going to be beaten down by like constant endless reading. And that's when I found advertising. And it was just like, it clicked all of a sudden, like, okay, all these classes are presentation based. Uh, you really get to work outside the box and the way that you're thinking and having teachers that really allowed me to do these types of presentations or uh, uh, even use presentations like as a way to get out of like, taking tests at times. Like I would often like, make a, a bargain with a teacher. Like I'll make a video for the class explaining everything we learned in exchange for not taking the test. <laughs> and, and depending on, you know, if it was appropriate or what we were learning, uh, I, I was able to leverage some of these things that I already love doing and still apply in a way that was like allowing me to get the most out of the class. Nice. You spent the last five years working at a creative agency called Omelette and your work helped you land on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Talk about some of those projects you got to, to work on when you were there. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, Omelette is awesome. Uh, I, I so love my time and they were the ones that even put me up uh, and, and nominated me for the 30 under 30. Um, okay. While there, man, the clients ran the gamut. We got to, this is a clip from a Walmart project we worked on, but we worked on so many different ways into Walmart that were, were super interesting and really got to like use cool insights about the the people that work at Walmart, the times of year that are really interesting for both shoppers and for the communities around these Walmarts and go a little deeper in stories to what I'd probably call like shared values storytelling. Um, and, and that was just so neat to be able to do more than just like a traditional ad do more than just a traditional piece of like branded content, but rather like really get into deeper stories of like how and why this community thrives, uh, both from the all the way down from like store associates to to people who are in those communities. That's awesome. Yeah, it but also like, like Pokemon. We did a Pokemon Super Bowl yeah, ad. Yeah, we worked on Nickelodeon, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, t countless video games, all these things that I grew up with and like was in like to sit in a brainstorm, just throwing around ideas about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is <laughs> the ultimate like way to spend your time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Some of those big, those big brands, I'm sure there was a lot of people involved in those decision-making processes as far as the creative side of things. Right. Of course. But I mean, yeah. like that's, that's, ultimately where like all the fun lies is being able to just bounce ideas off of people who you really respect from a creative perspective. And like, mm -hmm. before you go into that meeting, you know, you owe ideas by Friday. And unlike a lot of other jobs, there's, there's, you start with absolutely nothing like you, mm -hmm. and, and you know that you have to create something out of thin air, which is both very um, rewarding at the end of the day, but also incredibly nerve wracking. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, particularly when you start, but when you're working on things like Nickelodeon and, and talking about SpongeBob, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> For sure. And I, I know you just started a new position um, at NVE, right? Tell us a little bit about that. 
Absolutely. NVE is uh, an experiential advertising agency. So traditionally in the past, they had built brand experiences in the real world for people to engage with and kind of go a level deeper in, in immersing with the brand. Now, of course, this is like the weirdest time to like jump ship and go to an experiential agency just because in a lot of places right now, we, we can't have large gatherings. We can't have uh, uh, certain elements that really you would traditionally think of experience. But mm-hmm. I came on to start a new part of the business. And that new part of the business being how do we use content and how do we tell stories now that give you that same sort of uh, emotional pull that you get at an experience? And, and really, who's to say that experience or experiential can't be through content? So as I'm joining now, getting a, just a huge opportunity to build a business within a business, uh, as well as find a creative solution for a time like now when you know we're talking about earlier, like working from home or whether you yeah. can go into to big gatherings or not. You know, there's just solutions to some of the ways that things have been going for that need to be solved. And, and this is just an awesome, fun way to do it. What's what's been the biggest challenge as we've kind of been dealing with the COVID, you know, COVID nineteen pandemic to in in your line of work so specifically with advertising, you know, so many businesses have been affected. You know, some have really excelled. You know, if you look at like grocery stores or Target, you know, a lot of those essential stores really have been ex- excelling. But I'm sure you've seen and heard a lot of stories of places that are really struggling and probably finding those new ways to reach people, right? Absolutely. I mean, for me personally, it, there's been there are my own struggles in getting into a new job. And that's just like onboarding like this. I haven't actually met anybody mm-hmm. at NV in real life. And I've been there for over a month, yet we're doing all these calls and seeing each other through a screen on a daily basis. It's bridging that gap of how do you uh, get to know someone on a personal level because a big part of pitching creative ideas is trusting people and feeling like they have your best interest in mind because not every idea is gonna be a winner um, and being sensitive to that because you need to give critical feedback without shutting down someone's like brainchild. Uh, so that in and of itself has been its own challenge, but one that's like been incredibly fun to figure out. And then, like you said, for brands, uh, that everything's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the willingness to pivot and the willingness to try new things and make small bets and, and, and right. see where the, the, where you can flourish from there, I think is the, is the way to go. Yeah. The game is completely turned on its head, right? It's completely changed these last few months. So, well, I, I was telling you before, but I'm going to say it live too. Uh, big props to you for creating this platform. <laughs> I've been watching it for the last couple of weeks and I just love being able to stay connected this way, like seeing yeah. conversations unfold, yep. watching well, interesting. Yeah. yeah. You see lots of those Zoom calls, Zoom conversations, which have been, it's been great. People have been figuring out how to use them. This platform's really been great to connect with, you know, cyclones everywhere across the country, you know, not necessarily people that are on one platform or another, we can really distribute this out to so many people and connect with so many different cyclones and tell their stories just like you. So appreciate you Absolutely. giving us some time. So for um, sure. So so I know you were also telling me you were doing some really cool work um, consulting with musicians and record labels to help bands find bigger audiences. How did you start getting involved with that? Totally, yeah. I mean, 
through my time working at, at Red Bull and Omelette, uh, I spent a lot of time on YouTube optimization, like the back end of YouTube, understanding mm -hmm. how do things get pushed into the algorithm? How do people discover new videos that they didn't know they wanted to see? I think we've all been there when we go to YouTube and just are randomly clicking on things and it ends up being a great video. Um, how does that happen? And, and I was able to meet some of the developers at YouTube uh, that build that algorithm. And over time, made very good friends with them. I also had like director friends at Red Bull that like needed help with the back end of YouTube and would, uh, uh, at one time my roommate was a director for Red Bull and he needed a video swapped out on YouTube. That's something you can't do. You can't change yeah. a video once it already has views. So he, he gave me a, a bottle of, uh, uh, whiskey with a $100 band wrapped around it and asked me to give it to the developers at YouTube. <laughs> uh, I don't know uh, if they did it or not, but okay. they did. What they did do was teach me a lot of the 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 back end elements of the platform that allow yeah. you to kind of hack the system. Now the the algorithm is always changing. I don't want to get boring for everyone watching, but what's really cool is that there are levers on the back end. If you're creating content for your brand, there mm -hmm. are levers on the back end that have to do with your click through rate, that have to do with your average watch time of a video, uh, and then have to do with audience retention. And if you can pull the right levers there, mm -hmm. you are almost guaranteed to start finding yourself in the algorithm, start finding yourself in those suggested videos that play after the video you already saw. Right, right. And through that uh, experience, I just got connected with ATO Records and um, they have artists like Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes mm -hmm. um, and, and some really just great, rock and alternative style artists and the black pumas at the time had no youtube following uh this is their video here that i was able to work on and for a case study i wanted to show them how you could even without any audience previous take a great video and really maximize how we find that audience for it uh through some of that backend stuff that I'm I'm super familiar with and some of the elements that we were talking about of how to get people to click and how to get people to find it. Mm -hmm. We were able to get like 22 million views on the video. Um, we only spent like $500 just to get it in front of the right people right off the rip. But generally speaking, if you were to do a media buy, you'd be paying thousands and thousands of dollars to get those types of views. And if you look in the comments section, everyone's just saying like how did i find this i can't believe youtube suggested this this is so awesome and and reinforcing that like the algorithm can be one of the main sources and often is the main source of how people find music and they ended up getting a uh grammy nomination for best new artist uh yeah, that's cool a big part of that is on them they're an incredible band yeah, i like to think a little part <laughs> of that had to do with uh, the the views we were able to get for sure well, you're, you're also involved in an organization called Young Storytellers, um, and you were re recently featured with a couple of comedians. Tell us about that experience. Unreal, man. Uh, yeah. it, it, so Young Storytellers is a program uh, where uh, adults in the creative space are paired up with elementary age students, and they help them write scripts from beginning, middle, and end, often like stage performances, 
And I was paired up with a young man named Solomon. And this is this was this particular one was years ago. Um, I, I've worked with them throughout the years, but in this particular case, Solomon and I wrote a script, and it was just picked recently to be a part of what's called their uh, uh, clubhouse, where they 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 read the scripts live with celebrities. <clears throat> uh, there's Jason Manzukis, and then also if you're familiar with Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz, um, who are a part of Parks and Rec, and uh, another Silicon Middleditch Valley. Silicon yeah. Valley. Yeah. Uh, we all got to be on a Zoom call together, which is crazy. And they read Solomon's script uh, as the characters. They they ripped on me for my mustache <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and uh, it was just really cool to be able to, I mean, you don't volunteer so you can like meet celebrities. Um, but it was really cool to be able to do that just because like, this is such an awesome and good program. Mm -hmm. um, and then to be able to promote the program through these celebrities that are doing it for free, like that's just so rad. And I know that it made Solomon's day for sure. And really starts to give kids an opportunity to know that their voices matter, can be heard and creativity is a means of building a career. That was actually the biggest takeaway Iowa State gave me. And, and I'll, I'll reinforce that, that before Iowa State, I didn't know you could make a career out of just creativity, out of just making up ideas right. and, and, and to have opportunities while at Iowa State that like allowed me to try that out. And like we were saying, placing small bets and mm -hmm. place those small bets across multiple different avenues, whether it was clubs that I was in, whether it was through uh, uh, assignments or things I created on my own. Uh, without Iowa State, it, it just wouldn't have been possible. I wouldn't have known that this trajectory was there. So, Ty, there's a new there's a new building on campus called the Student Innovation Center, which just opened up up this semester. And so, all of the colleges across campus are going to have some sort of representation there, where students can work together, collaborate on projects. And that's something that sounds like something that would have been right up your alley when you were a student. But it sounds like that yeah, might where be was able that? To, I know, right? Yeah, so there's like a test kitchen and you know everything yeah lots of big classroom spaces and open spaces for kids to to work together on projects so well i'll tell you you don't you don't want me near that test kitchen but uh no, everything no. else <laughs> everything else sounds like if you if you right up my alley but yeah i mean that, i think that's what's beautiful about the campus too is that like functionally it like is a spot for collaboration because of the way it's even just set up in that kind of big circle where everyone kind of moves towards the middle yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if that was intentional, but I imagine it was. And uh, yep. it's definitely something that, that I love about the campus. Brian says the black Pumas are awesome. I'll agree with him there. You probably can attest to that. <laughs> and that, that's the thing. I mean, like with anything on YouTube, I, I can get it in front of people who might want to see it, but the content's got to be awesome. And the black Pumas, yeah. I mean, they yep. are the real deal. If, if you're watching, go check them out on Spotify, go on YouTube. Uh, that's it's where it's at. Perfect. So Ty, before we wrap up here, you know, Iowa State graduates are using their degrees all over the place, their communities, the state, the world to make it a better place. How do you feel you've been able to use your degree to, to make an impact? You know, I, I, whether it's my degree or even my time at Iowa State, sure. a big a big one was recognizing opportunity and taking mm -hmm. advantage of what's around you. That was what I was blown away with Iowa State was that there is literally an endless amount of activities you can get involved in. And whether that's in a leadership position, just getting involved, uh, giving your 
specialty to that community. Like if you're not involved, that's completely up to you because uh, it, it, it's almost impossible to, to not find something uh, that, that doesn't work for you. So that lesson actually ended up applying to my life afterwards where I found all these opportunities at Iowa State, found all these things that I loved. Once I moved to LA, I was like, okay, I don't know anything about this. Oh, I'm going to do what I did at Iowa State. Plug myself into communities, plug myself into organizations where I can uh, uh, support or give my expertise in. And those lessons applied on both ends and were just were able to give me the opportunities in LA to experience it in the way that I experienced Iowa State. For sure. You definitely got the most out of your degree. I feel like you, you've really hit a nice path in your career and you've accomplished so much in your, what, 10 years since you graduated? Not even 10 years yet. I apologize. I, <laughs> pre- no, I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. One more year and we're, we're 10 years out. That's right. Wow. It doesn't oh, feel like that. It's I, know. Like, I feel right. like I'm going back to Iowa State like, this week. I know. Well, hey, hey, Ty, thanks so much for chatting with us today and best of luck with that new job. And we hope to see you back on campus soon. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Ty. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I want to let you know about a new program to the Alumni Association in 2020. Inside Influencers is a group of young alumni aged 34 and under who aid the ISUAA in determining preferences for its constituents through feedback provided in interactive online surveys. Here's a quick video that explains more about this new program. Do you have what it takes to shape the future of cyclones everywhere? Hello, young alumni. Now more than ever, alums like you are bringing broad and diverse views to our organization and to Iowa State University. We need your help. Become an inside influencer today. We're taking our Young Alumni Engagement Program completely virtual because we care about, you guessed it, cyclones everywhere. You're the expert on being a young alum and you can shape the way that the ISUAA engages with, communicates to, and provides resources for you and your fellow Iowa Staters. As an inside influencer, you'll provide essential insight into the thoughts and feelings of young alumni, age 34 and under. Throughout the year, you'll receive several brief online surveys on specific topics. Share your thoughts on what we've done, what we're doing, and what we plan to do. And don't worry, this isn't a one-way street. Each quarter, you'll receive an Inside Scoop newsletter featuring a first look at recent events and programs, results from the survey, and a sneak peek of plans for your ideas. Diversity initiatives, fun alumni events, innovative career resources, thrilling travel opportunities, and exciting membership benefits. This is just a taste of the programming you can help enhance through your participation with Inside Influencers. You didn't think there would be perks, did you? Think again. When you choose to become an Inside Influencer, you'll have the opportunity to weigh in on Young Alumni Award winners. you receive digital swag to let your fellow Cyclones know that you are an Insider. You'll get a discount to Life Membership to the ISUAA, and you'll be entered to win giveaways throughout the year. So how about it? Are you on the Inside? Well, if you are interested in shaping the future of the ISUA, visit isualum.org slash inside influencers to sign up. Thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon, and we'll see you again next time for another edition of Live from Size Lounge. Have a good day, everyone.